Greetings and salutations, and welcome to the Saga of Steve Rogers. My name's Tom, and I'm glad to have you here. This is episode 242. Um, this is part three with Kayla. So if you didn't hear part one and part two, stop, go back and listen to the previous two episodes. Um, we talk about depression, really not a, a super happy episode, but we talk about real life shit. So um, we both have been through some dark times, dark relationships, dark feelings, dark thoughts, and uh, we both pulled through it. So I hope you enjoy this. Um, share the show. If you know somebody who loves podcasts, give them a link, tell them to check it out. If you don't know somebody who lives, likes podcasts, share it on your Facebook page or your social media. Maybe there's somebody you don't know that enjoys podcasts. com is the website. Steve at com is the email address. If you know somebody that should be sitting across from me in the brown chair where the amazing Amy's sitting there making a cringy face right now, holler. Send me an email. Let me know them and why I should interview them. Uh, Also, it's a fan-supported podcast. So for the cost of a hot dog, not even a hot dog at a ballpark, but for the cost of a hot dog and a soda, minimum, I don't know, cringy face from the amazing Amy, $2. You can support the show, uh, $2 a month, month, $5 a month, $10 a month, or $25 a month. Um, Either way, help the show grow. Uh, share the link with people, tell people to listen. Um, yeah, that's it. Here you go. Part three. Bye. Welcome to the saga of Steve Rogers. Some of the stuff you are about to hear are not for everyone. If you are a snowflake or easily offended, offended do, don't listen. Enjoy. have a trash can in here but there's a big giant recycling bin that you'll pass i know but you yeah. need one in here no because then that means i have to take garbage snot rags over there i'll take all that shit out when i leave okay yeah that makes me do it now like instead of going oh, i'll just throw it in that can and then that can starts to have shit sitting in there for weeks and <coughs> i'll do it later yeah okay. so i do it now rather than leave it there later and then forget about it and then there's ants because this is it's a studio, but it's yeah. still a fucking garage. So, <laughs> yeah. All but right. So where were we? When last we spoke. So if you're hearing this and this is the first time you've heard me talking to Kayla, this is not episode one, not episode two. This is episode three. So fuck off backwards two episodes and go to the beginning. Um, but sorry, I talk a lot, I guess. No, it's not that. I, I did the whole first hour to get you to not be nervous about the second hour. So yep. um, I wanted to, you to comfortably get to where we were. So um, if you didn't listen to part one and part two, go back. Don't start here. This is the wrong place to start, but it has a happy ending. So, mm-hmm. And not the kind that you go Are to. thinking. Yeah, not the <laughs> Not the kind I was trying to maneuver into. With your UFC invite? Yeah. Uh, let's go watch the UFC. <laughs> wink, wink. Yep. Yeah. 
that's from part one. So go back and listen to part one. You can hear my super smooth moves. <laughs> Negative. Um, so when last we talked, things were going going kind of kind of downhill. You decided to move back to home. Yeah. Prescott. And I remember, so leading up, it wasn't like you decided on a Tuesday and then went home on a Friday. Like this was, it was a while kind of build up, maybe not months, but it was weeks where you kept talking yeah. about like, where you kept saying stuff like, you know, I'm going back home. People there care about me. And I, I remember being hurt. Like, I'm not trying to be a little, little whiny bitch. But I was like, fuck, there's people here that care about you, man. There's people here that love you. And I knew that and I know that. It's no, just in the moment. I, and and you, I, I don't, I'm not trying to make this about me. I'm just saying, like, my personal feelings, I was like, fuck, man. Like, we're all here caring about you. Like, we all care about you. Becca cares about you. You know, you're, I don't, you know, Marcus and, and, a lot of other people at work, but people outside of work, like you didn't just have two people. Right. You had a group of people. And, and I, I know that I said to you, like, you think you're just going to go home and it's going to be like, Oh, like the clouds are going to open well, and sun's going to shine. That's and, in my mind. I but I'm glad, I'm glad that you were looking for that fix. Like you were looking to try to make changes instead of going, fuck it. This is the only way. But I took it personal. Like, you know, fuck, man. Like, you're going like, there's people, you didn't say like, it was very one-sided. And I'm not trying, I don't know if, I'm not trying to be like a shitty person right now, but I was like, I, I was like, fuck, man, we all care about you. We don't want you to leave, but I wanted you to find happiness. And I was just so excited that you were looking to try to find something that was going to make you happy because I knew you were super not happy here. Yeah. Um, and it's not just the place where we worked that I have to go back and delete or the people or it was it was everything like this place represented the sadness and the situation that happened. Right. More than anything. And that place was about your dad built a family, you know, built the house there. And that was your dad's like that was where he was happy. And that's where you remember happy dad. So in your mind, it was like if I go there, that's where all happiness is. And this is where all sadness resides. Am I right? Yeah, to a point. I mean, of course, it was going to be sad going back up there because my parents weren't there. Right. My dad will never be there again. But it was just a comfort thing. Like, I need to go back home, you know. You hear that washing machine? Yeah. And start over, which I've done a lot. Right. But, yeah, it obviously, I mean, it didn't work out because I'm back down here three years later. But you, so you mentioned you moved in with your, and you did air quotes, so I'll do it. Best best friend. friend. Yeah. Um, And you moved in with her and your mom. Her mom. Her mom. But you called her your mom, like moved in with I called her mom too, yeah. Yeah. I mean, we were best friends for 15 years. When I ended up moving out, we no longer speak. Still don't? No, still don't. We'll never again. Okay. So you moved back there sight unseen. You didn't even have a job when you left. You're like, everything here was nothing but bad. You mentioned earlier your car got taken. You didn't have a job. You had a couple. I still had a job at the bank. But. I hadn't quit yet. But it was not going great. No. Like you were 
not happy. Uh, yeah, I was just at my the end of that job. Right. And you were kind of circling the drain. It, I, I'm, you, you weren't happy, so you weren't doing things that you needed to do. Like you just, you were just going through the paces. Yeah. Doing the bare minimum and sometimes not even the bare minimum to, to stay there, to stay. I think where I kind of decided, fuck it, I'm done working here was when I had applied for the SS2 or SS3 spot twice, interviewed both times and didn't get it. I think I just kind of was like, all right, you know, fuck you. Yeah. You don't see the potential in me just because I interview bad. I get really nervous. Like I, you know, get a lot of anxiety when it comes to that, but that has nothing to do with how I can perform and do my job. If you're going to base it on my interview with you and not give me the chance, then why do I want to work here for you? So that kind of was the end all be all. Do you still feel that way? Do you still feel that that's what happened? To a point. Okay. I don't know. I, at this point, I don't really I don't, care. Yeah, no, it's it's water under the bridge. Yeah, but. so I think that's kind of where the downfall started, and then you know, dealing a year after with my dad's death, and maybe not really dealing with it. That's more so than than dealing with it, not dealing with it. Yeah, yeah. I just was just like, okay, you know, you're gonna pull that I'm candle done. on, you won't be able to hear. Sorry, <laughs> it's okay. It's, you want a pencil or click a no, pen? I'm or okay. <laughs> Like you can have this and you can just sit there and like click the pen. No. All I don't right. know if that sound will come through. I could hear it. I know, but I don't know if anybody else would be like, I, I don't know what that was. What was I supposed to hear? Nothing. Yeah. Well. You want to doodle? No. Draw little pictures of. No, because then I'll start like not listening and then I won't be present. No, you'll totally be present. Yeah. You'll be here. So anyway. Um, yeah, so, I moved back. Got a job within like three weeks. When did you move back? The I think April 29th, two thousand sixteen. Yes, you were, no. I'm just like you and dates, man. Well, like stuff impresses. Like the date things happen. Yeah, I can't tell you the date that I graduated high school, got married to any of my wives, even my current wife. The only reason I know the date we got married is because Batman Superman. <laughs> that stupid movie. I know we had your. We all got invited to the receptionist for that movie. Or reception, not receptionist. Receptionist. (laughs) You got invited to the receptionist. My bad. (laughs) Uh, Reception. To see that movie when it came out. You want to know something funny? What? So I was telling Amy, you're coming today. And I was like, you know, my friend Kayla, who used to work, used to work here and lived here. And she went, she was at our wedding. Just from your first name. Yeah. She That's was like, awesome. she's, she came with the redhead. I was like, yeah. Becca, yeah. yeah. I knew, but I, but I was like, yeah. She goes, she came with the redhead, right? And I was like, yeah. She goes, oh, okay. How's she doing? I was like, much better. Yeah. She's like, huh, okay. But that was, it just blew me away. That's like, awesome. The memory on people. I that, feel like nobody uh, remembers me. Because I don't have that kind of memory. Yeah. Like, I don't. I remember people. I mean, I'm like that. But you remember of. dates. You remember specifically remember dates. the date that you left here, the yeah. date you left there, the first, the date that you dated that guy, the <sighs> 17-year-old. <laughs> yeah. So you left, went there, no job. Your friend was like, just come here, yeah, we'll move in with us, out. we'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. You got there. Um, you said you found a job within three weeks. Yeah. What were you doing? I started working in an RV dealership. I was the receptionist. Okay. 
which was my friend's former work. So I kind of had an in with her because she was still friends with the HR person that worked there. Okay. So I went in, put my application in. I didn't even get five miles down the road when I got the phone call to, you know, come back in, I think, the next day or something, an interview. So I went in and interviewed, and they decided to hire me. So I think I went like three weeks without a job. Okay. And ended up staying there for two years. The RV place? Yeah. Okay. Um, and then I quit there. I didn't work for a little bit. And then I worked for the Jeep Dodge dealership. You were in Dodge. He was in Jeep. No. The ex-husband. No, he was in Chev- Chevrolet. Oh. Hold on. Okay. Sorry, my wife just texted me. Are you in trouble? No, no, it's animal stuff. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, not in trouble. I don't get it. I started to say I don't get in trouble, and I stopped myself. I was like... Because you do. Yeah, no, I fuck up yeah. all the time. You get in trouble. Yeah, but not like that. It wouldn't be like, you're still in there talking to that girl, and I was the least jealous person ever. Like, Oh, I wouldn't think that yeah. at all. Okay. I just yeah. don't want to take up all your time today. No. I, like, you have a washing machine to go fix. I can't fix it. We already oh. called the guy to come. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I took it apart already, and that's why I smelled like, you know, the inside of a soccer, a gym <laughs> locker when you got here. Okay. Because I was upside down unscrewing shit in the back of the washing machine trying to fix it, and I'm, yeah, I can watch him YouTube videos, and I can hang a shelf and stuff, but that's, that's it. it's a little outside of my depth. I've actually <laughs> fixed it twice, but... Maybe the way that I fixed it, like my wife, my wife, we'll go back to talking about the seriously depressing and horrible stuff. But the we fun, don't have to, I'm just, honestly. no, I'm teasing. She was like, take a piece of wood and just hold it up, put it. I'm like, I'm not jamming a piece of wood under there. Like the, 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 what do you call that thing? The tub in the washing machine. So it's a uh, front loader yeah. and it's kind of tilted. So it's wobbling. She's like, just take a piece of wood and stick it under there. I'm like, you can't do that. You can't just jam a piece of wood under there. That's not the fix. Right. You got to call a guy. Why did my voice get high just And then? you're not the guy. I'm not the guy. You called me and I'm like, Maybe I am not the guy. Um, yeah, I'm getting more texts about stuff upstairs. I told you it wasn't going to be just one room because the faith came outside. I was like, yeah, she's just in bedroom. Nope. She's losing her shit about the cleanliness upstairs. That's why we never go upstairs. Oh. Don't care. All right. So move there, RV place, living with your best friend. Yeah. What happened? Have a combo. You want one. No. You're looking at them. I saw you look. No, I was looking at my cigarettes. Oh. Um, just stupid shit. We just... Living together, sharing a bedroom, we just weren't getting along. You shared a bedroom? Mm-hmm. Mm. No, I'm sorry. Not like that. <laughs> Come on, let me fucking... You pervert. Yeah, I know. All right. Um, let me just picture it that way. Yeah, it was a three-bedroom house, so, you know, her mom had her room. My friend and I shared a room, and then her son had his room. Got it. Um, and, you know, I was... Working, doing my thing, meeting dudes, hanging out, and... Focusing on all the wrong thing. Yeah, and basically got slut-shamed, you know, that kind of thing. And our friendship just kind of spiraled. She made some accusations that I won't talk about, but... 
Um, just some really shitty things she accused me of. and You I just, just said you weren't going to talk about it. I was like, okay, that's oh, okay, it. Okay. I'm not going into detail. Okay. Um, you know, that's it. I don't, I can't live here anymore. I don't want to be friends with you because I'll end up harming you kind of thing. And so I moved out, moved in with a coworker at the RV place. He was a salesman and needed a roommate. And, you know, him and, I, him and I got along, super great, super great guy. I became really close with his family and um, lived with him for almost a year. And then he sold the house to move back east to live with his girlfriend. So you moved out of your friend's house. Mm-hmm. And as soon as you moved out, you never talked to her again? Or nope. was there like... No, I didn't talk to her. I think there was a couple exchanges between her mom and I so I could go get the rest of my stuff. Because I had to make arrangements to have somebody bring a trailer to get the rest of my stuff that was out in their shop, which was an apartment full of things. Right. Um, so my stuff stayed there, I think, for another week. Yeah. And then I was finally able to get it out of there and moved into where I had moved into, out in the garage. Do you think that at any point you guys will ever talk again? No. So I'm going to go back to episode one. <laughs> him he, he has nothing to do with it no i'm not saying he has to do with that but i'm saying you forgive him multiple times for being a shitty person i would think that well that's not true i started to say anything he did would be worse than anything she could do but nobody can hurt you unless they have an emotional tie to you and if it's your best friend i'm saying shit. okay never mind i just talked myself out of what i was going to say yeah but I you, will you never, got to you got to hear speak. me go through the steps yeah her and I that? will never speak. I will never forgive her. I bet you do. No, I don't. I, I bet you All right, anything. so at 15.39 of the actual recording, because I'll put music at the front of this, I'm saying you, at some point in life, she'll reach out to you or you'll reach out to her. I bet you do. Nope. Yep, I bet you do. I hope you do. I don't hope. I, no. I hope I you have do. no desire to. But you don't have to have the desire. You have forgiveness in your heart. No, I don't. You do. Not for this person. You will. I hope so. I think you're better than that. Anyway, even no matter what she did, I I think you rise up. I think if you knew what she accused me of, you, I I, I don't think you would forgive this person either. Okay. I mean, I'm just, I'm thinking of you and the person that I know. And I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. I hope I'm wrong. Hope I'm right. No, something. I don't know. You're not going to be right because I'm never, we'll never speak again. I bet you do. No. Okay. So you move out, you move in with this guy's family. No, I move in with him and his family was always over his sister, you know, his brother-in-law niece. I became, you know, really close with them too. Move in roommates or move in like brown chicken, brown cow? Roommates. Okay. Yeah. Just checking. No, no, no. Okay, we get that Total look. roommates. He ended up quitting the RV place and doing something else. Right. Um, I stayed with him for almost a year, and then he sold the house, and he moved back east. And then um, I ended up getting my own place with the help of the owner of the RV I remember that. company and the HR person, because she had an inn at an apartment complex, and they gave me a really nice raise. And gave me the money to move into my apartment. I just paid it back every paycheck, which was amazing. Like, that was a huge blessing, you know, to have my own place again. And 
So while all this is going on, yeah. How long were you at your friend's house again? Which one? The the best friend moved in. I moved in with her at the end of April of sixteen, and I was out <laughs> December of that year. So I'm gonna have to count on fingers unless you could tell me the number of months. Eight months. Eight months. So you're in there for eight months. Mm-hmm. How how much of that time were things good, and then how much were things bad? Like, did it just all of a sudden get bad at the end of the eight months, or was it like she was shitty on the regular? Or no, everything was good in the beginning, and I remember like we had a huge fight my birthday a couple months later when we went to Avi for my birthday. She was just being a complete dick to me. I don't even remember what happened, and I just remember walking away from that thinking like you're an asshole, like you're gonna fight with me. You know, the weekend of my birthday, we're supposed to be having fun. I ended up staying in a hotel room by myself, um, basically being, like, alone, unless we were out at the pool or gambling. And I just had like a miserable time. you do air quotes on gambling? No, because I couldn't remember what else we were doing. <laughs> okay. Um, so, all this time, you're still going through this grief spiral. Yeah. Like, you're thinking, you know... I'm I'm with my best friend, but I don't have things that are my own. Like right. I, I've got this job that was her job, so it's somebody giving. No, it wasn't her job. She just helped right. me. She was the owner's administrative assistant. Right. But, I mean, it's something, like, it's not something you're doing on your own. Like, like somebody did that for you, or was that not a, not a thing for you? Like, did it? Were you, you upset mean? that she... No, I was h- thankful that, Okay. you know, she had called so-and-so and was like, hey, you know, are you guys hiring? Yes. Okay, I'm going to send Kayla in. She's going to fill out an application. I did it, and I ended up getting the job. I was extremely thankful for her, you know, for all of them, for giving me the opportunity. I really liked working there. It had its moments because I was the only female in that office with a bunch of salesmen. You know, so what are you trying to say? People were always over there trying to get in your pre. No, pants. I just sometimes didn't get along with some of the guys. It was a joke. I didn't even hear what you said. I said you were just standing there, everybody trying to get in your Pringle can. No, get it? That's a <laughs> reference to episode two. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. So things are good, then they're horrible. But you really, so you were still taking antidepressants, mm-hmm. yeah. not going to therapy. No. Were you doing any kind of self-help, any kind of self-anything? Were no. you? No. Were you drinking a lot? No, I'm not a huge drinker. No, I know you're not, but I'm saying I don't know. Like, No, I was still taking my Xanax, I think. Okay. That wasn't really helping. Okay. Um, wow. So, hold on. You... Take what they call an overdose of Xanax, and then they still fill the prescription afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Nobody knew. My doctor didn't know. You didn't end up going. You went to the hospital, didn't you? Right. Okay. But I still had refills. But not for. Eight months later. No, I ended up, I think I ended up going back because I needed a refill on my antidepressant. Right. And I had to go in to be seen. And I think at that point she had given me another refill of my Xanax. Okay. So you're really not dealing with 
the situation, no. like your depression, your grief, your no, your you're trying to find something to chemically fix you, right? But which was my hope, but that never happened. And your hope was my hope was to be normal. My family here, my friends, my best friend, these people are going to help me find my happy place and find find something that is lacking and help me cope. Yeah, yeah, and that never happened. I mean, to to a point, but not 100%. I mean, obviously, it's something I needed to do on my own. Right. It was happiness within myself I needed to find, which I still search for, you know, but... You said you were dating a bunch of different guys then also? I wasn't dating a bunch. I was hanging around a couple different people. Okay. And basically... I'm not judging. I, I don't think you are. No, but you sound. I'm not. I, I'm really not judging. I'm just what I'm. What I'm trying to get at is like you're. It sounds like if if you weren't in a relationship and you're seeing multiple people, it's like you're trying to find happiness in a man. In in, not just a man, but to try to find that, try to find a physical connection to make up for that mental connection that you didn't have with your father. Exactly. And you were hoping like, along with this. This, these genitals banging together, I may find somebody who's going <laughs> to mentally help me cope also. Possibly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was just trying to get at. I was just, it was a, it was a horrible segue, a horrible way to get there. Yeah. And unfortunately the people you were finding were just about the genitals banging and not trying to care about anything else. Yeah. yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Okay. So you moved, you stayed working at the RV place Moved out of your friend's house. Yeah. Still doing the fair amount of dating. No, I stopped. So what she said, while hurtful, it struck, a, it hit, struck, struck a, a chord, chord and you made a change based on that. Yeah. Okay. Do So do you agree to some extent that you were making bad choices in that regard? To a point. Okay. But at the time, you know, it's also I'm in my 30s and I'm old enough to Absolutely. make my decisions yeah. and I'm not going to have somebody tell me. No judgment whatsoever. You have to be home by 10 p.m. I remember you saying that to me. I remember you messaging like, me and saying like, uh, she's like, I have to come home by 9, 1030. I'm like, I'm not fucking 12. You're right. sleeping in my house. You're going to follow my rules. And I pay like, rent to live here. Yeah. And, you know, I remember all that. Mom goes to bed at this time. And if you're not home, the dogs are going to bark and it's going to wake her up and blah, blah, blah you know, kind of thing. And she's like, you know, all right. So I dealt with it for a little while and then I couldn't deal anymore. So you moved in with the coworker and then he stopped being a coworker, but you still stayed there roommate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Stopped the, and I still talk to him every once in a while. Now he's back in Prescott. Stopped the carousing. Yeah. Okay. But you're still in your 30s and you're, you know, young and whatever. So you're still doing your thing, just not to the level where you felt you were a little No, I wasn't control. even trying to, like, date. I just was working, hanging out at home. But still not doing anything to help with your grief or... No. Okay. So then move... Uh, you, your boss helped you get the apartment. Uh-huh. Then... So the guy moved in. Who was the guy that moved in? Your boyfriend? Well, that was after my best friend David, my brother, and his girlfriend at the time moved in with me. Um, 
So they were staying in the other bedroom, and she was pregnant with Isabella at the time. And then I met Josh. Wait, what was your first husband, your husband's name? Travis. Oh, for some reason. Oh, uh, that's never mind. That's somebody else's ex-husband's name. Yeah. Bridget's ex-husband is Josh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I had met Josh, you know, on an online dating site. Mm -hmm. And um, he came over, I made dinner, and he pretty much never left. So first date was him coming over and you making dinner? Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. His idea or your idea? Mine. Why? I don't know. That seems like a level jump. What do you mean? Like starting the first date, them being in your apartment? I don't know. I don't know. I didn't I mean, really I'm not care. 30. I'm old, so. It didn't matter to me. No? No. Okay. I think it's where it was my safe place and where I felt comfortable. So that makes like, a lot right, more cool. sense. So saying that yeah. makes it, it's. You know, we, we'd been talking. I mean, we weren't talking for that long before I invited him over. I mean, I'm not going to sugarcoat it and be like, oh, it was months. No, it wasn't. But, uh, you know, I had invited him over. He came over and he just kind of never left at that point. Okay. Where did he work? He worked for, I don't remember the name of it, but they did um, insul- foam insulation on like new home builds. Okay. He was basically the helper. Like construction. Shit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so he comes over for a dinner and never leaves mm-hmm. and still not dealing with your grief, but was, was being in a relationship good for you, whether he was good or not, was being in a relationship yeah. good for you? Yeah. Okay. But I should have saw the red flags. I didn't. Like what flags? He was an alcoholic and I should have saw that in the beginning, but I didn't. Should have seen Whatever, I should have seen that. You forgot that about me. I've yes. been biting my tongue so much. Why? What have I been saying that's been bad? I don't remember. Just whatever whatever anybody does it, I correct their grammar like a grammar Nazi. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. you should have seen the red flags. He yeah. was an alcoholic. Yeah. Um, okay. And how long were you guys together? Um... Officially, we were in a relationship for five months, but we were living together from. You're going to know the month and the day. I'm not going to say it because you're going to make fun of me. Too late. We were living together for a total of eight months. Five months into it, I broke up with him, but I was still in love with him. We still, as far as I'm concerned, were in a relationship. We were still doing things couples do. You know, I love you. I mean, we were still doing everything like we were together. We just officially were not because I couldn't deal with the court dates from his DUI um, that had happened several months earlier. Two months into our relationship, basically. Two months into your relationship, he got a DUI. Yeah, right around the corner from our apartment. Okay. But my brother also saw the red flags and I should have listened to him and I didn't. Because I had to figure it out for myself. Yeah. That's that's normal. That's not a kid. My brother did not like him whatsoever. Okay. And it ended up causing tension between him and I where we didn't speak for four months. And that's the longest we've ever gone in 25 years of not speaking. And I regret it to this day. But 
we're good. We're back on track. We have been for, you know, quite a while. Perfect. Everything's good. I go up there every chance that I have. So your brother lives in Prescott. David does. Yeah. David and Ashley. Okay. That's the brother, not brother. That's my brother from another mother. Got it. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm lost sometimes when you're... Okay, so... It's confusing, I know. It's okay. So, together, but not together for a total of eight months. Yes. We were together five of the eight. But you were together, but not together. Yeah. Eight months. And at the end of eight months, he left? I kicked him out for cheating on me. There's a pattern here. I get yeah. cheated on and I don't know why. Apparently I'm a horrible person. I don't know. Is that what he said? Did he blame you? Or you're just doing no, I that, never like gave self-deprecating? Him the oppor- it's me. Like, okay. I never gave him the opportunity. That's don't, don't own that shit. Don't say that you're a horrible person. Even if you're like joking because you're only half joking. Because you're oh. like, I guess I'm just a shitty person. <laughs> no, well, don't I don't do know. That. I don't know what the deal is. You don't own other people's actions. My ex-wife cheated on me the entire time we were married, and I found out that found found out that you could correct my grammar. Found there. that out. Found that out at the end, mm-hmm. and I should have seen the signs throughout the marriage, and blah blah blah. And that's my failing, but I don't own the fact that she was a cheater. She, her being a bad person is hers. She owns it a hundred percent. Even if she's like, the reason I cheated is because you were blah blah blah. No. You cheated because you cheated. You made a choice. You could talk to me about whatever the relationship issues were so we could fix them or not. But cheating is a byproduct of you being a bad person. That's the same thing with him. Like he was, he made bad choices. He made, you know, DUI, driving drunk. If, if he got arrested for DUI, that was not the first time. It wasn't like the very first time he ever got behind the wheel no. when he was drunk. That was the very first time he got caught. Even if maybe it wasn't even no, the first time he got caught. He got caught before that too. Mm-hmm. So bad What's choices. What's the blower thing that you have in your car? What's that called? <laughs> Ex-girlfriend. <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> the, to, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. He had had that out of his car three weeks before he got the super extreme DUI. He had it out for three weeks. So that means he had it. Hold on. I'm going to yawn. So he had it in there for a while yeah. and then And he finally got it out. Breathed clean enough to where they're like, all right, we're gonna take that shit out. Yeah. And then he did his time and then not even three weeks later did he get a super extreme DUI. What I don't know what it, that's like double secret. Because probation. he was largely over the point they have zero eight. Oh, he okay. took out a tree on private property. Okay. Yeah. Like, he was well over the legal limit. Okay. Did damage on private property to a bank. So that happened. (laughs) That happened two months into your relationship, and you stayed together for another six. Well, I was pregnant at the time. You were pregnant at the two-month point? I got pregnant right away. How quickly? The first night we slept together. Are you serious? Yeah. Yeah. But I didn't obviously know until like a month later. Okay. Yeah. So. You didn't know this? Any of this? I knew that you got pregnant yeah. and I knew that you didn't, that uh, I knew that you didn't give birth to the baby. Right. I lost, I lost the baby. Right. I, have surgery. I was trying to think of the right word. I miscarried. 
That's my word. <clears throat> and, yeah. but I didn't know it was that quickly and yeah. I didn't know all the other stuff was happening concurrently. So you're pregnant and your baby daddy, mm-hmm. I can hate that term, but that's the only title that's appropriate. <laughs> your baby daddy drunkenly drives into a tree uh-huh. at a bank and you're like, fuck. Like, yeah, I, I really, you know, you're won pu- the lottery here. You're yeah. thinking like, this would be the great time to leave and not have him around because, but now I have a baby on the way and I don't have a job because I had quit my job. Wait, I forgot about that part. I quit the RV dealership because I just was stressed out and he didn't want me stressing out and was just like, you can quit your job. He was making like four grand a month. You know, I wanted to enjoy being pregnant, having a baby and not having to worry about all that. So I was like, okay, so I quit my job. And so I was, I mean, it's my fault. I shouldn't have quit. There's a lot of red flags that I should have paid attention to and I didn't. I fell really hard, really fast for this person. Okay. Um, Thought that, you know, I was finally going to have my happily ever after. But that didn't work out. Clearly. Right. So at that point, I really didn't have a choice. I mean, I guess I did, but in my mind, I didn't think I did. So, you know, he got the DUI and then not much longer later, I found out that I was miscarrying. So in July, I had to have surgery. Um, and that kind of closed that chapter. So was what's that? Is that atopic pregnancy or something like that? No, I have fibroids in my uterus. I remember... I. I I think I remember you talking about that before. I could be wrong. Huh? Yeah. We are? Are you still good? Yeah. How's mom? Better. Yeah? She vented? Yeah. Just a little bit? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so Ben's in the corner. Cool. He's three. He definitely should be cleaning. Tell your mom I'll be done shortly. I know she's probably like... uh, That microphone's not on. Hold on. Do you want to talk into the microphone? Yeah. No, you don't need headphones to talk into the microphone. Hi. Scream either. <laughs> oh, hi. Okay. Goodbye. Bye. Love you. <laughs> that was awkward. So, fibroids. I, is that something that you've had for a long time? I think I remember hearing about that before. Four, but maybe not. No. No. Okay. Okay. No. Basically, he referenced saying that, you know, my uterus is like a jar full of marbles. I can get pregnant all day long, but I can't carry full term. So basically, I can't have children. Unless I have surgery to remove the fibroids. But a lot of insurance places, companies aren't going to cover that right. because it's considered fertility. So basically, I just live with it. Okay. So... 
by the time that you had the miscarriage, mm -hmm. you guys were done as a couple, no. but still living together. No. I didn't break up with him until September last year. We were still together. But you were together. I thought it was. We started dating in April of 2017. Need a okay. Two, April 2017. Right. I got pregnant right away. Right. July, I miscarried. First night. High yeah. five. High five. Air high five. Unprotected sex on yeah. the first date. Woohoo! Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he got the DUI in June. I miscarried the baby in July. I broke up with him in September. In December of last year, I kicked his ass out. Okay. Because I found out from a very close friend of mine who was a coworker, caught him. And that's the reason I found out he was cheating. And had he not been caught, I never would have known. And we probably still would have been living in the same situation we were in. Which was? Separate bedrooms, still living together, sharing the bills, being miserable, fighting all the time. That kind of thing. So even though I was devastated at the time to find out that he was cheating, especially when I was there for him through everything, even after I broke up with him, I was still there. I still supported him. I still paid for shit. I still let him take my car, even though he shouldn't have been driving. You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. For him to do that to me, I was just like, you know, that's not cool. But it's not you. You don't own that. That's his bullshit. No, I know. Okay. And... Now I'm thankful that what happened happened because I don't want to be associated with somebody like that whatsoever. So you kick him out mm -hmm. and then decide. I had to be out of my apartment within five days to not get an eviction because I couldn't afford to pay my rent with him gone. Okay. So what'd you do? Um, a coworker of mine, her and her husband took me in. Otherwise I'd have been sleeping in my car, literally. And I lived with them for about three months. I paid rent. You know, they didn't make me pay rent for like the first eight weeks that I was there just to help me out. And then, so I was there for, I think, a little over three months. And then I ended up moving back down here. So was that easy decision, tough decision? To move? To come back here. It was easy. It's what I needed to do. There was nothing up, for, up there for me at that point anymore. Okay. You know, I was making minimum wage at the dealership. There was no way there was enough money for me to be able to live off with, you know, rent. Right. Paying all the rest of my bills, my car payment, all that stuff. There's no way. So I didn't have a choice but to move here. And I'm fine with that choice. I, I made it. I'm happy with it. So you're back in close proximity to your mom, your sister. Uh -huh. Yeah. Do you feel like you're dealing more with your grief now than you did the entire two years, whatever time you were in Prescott? Yeah. I mean, I don't really know how to explain it. I think I just balls to the wall went completely crazy when he died. Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of snapped out of it after maybe a year and a half, two years and just kind of dealt with it on my own. Like, you know, he's gone. There's nothing I can do about it. I still have my memories of my dad. You know, it's time to move on. Well, you talked about, like I asked you, do you believe in heaven and hell? And you said, yeah, you believe your dad's yeah. in heaven. You have to know that he would want to see you thrive. Well, of course. Like he wouldn't, he, you know, the you said your best friend was mad at you and you 
that relationship was bad during the time when you were with the shitty guy and your dad was watching you go through that stuff. And so he's now seeing you not going through that stuff and seeing you closer to your mom physically. I don't know if you're meant, you know, if your relationship is no, our relationship's great. We're still super close. I just, I don't see her that often. Yeah. You know, I work over 50 hours a week. Like during the week, I don't do anything but go to work and hang out at home. And then weekends, I hang out at home or, you know, hey, mom, let's go hang out. But she has a life. She does her own thing. So, you know, I do that or I go to Prescott to visit David and Ashley just to get out of here for the weekend. And it's just kind of what I do. I'm really boring. So in, how do you feel you're dealing with your grief differently now? Like you just, it just, I don't know how to put this. Like, do you think there was something you did or was it just the amount of time that passed that allowed you to be like, you know, I, I need to kind of deal and, and move forward? It was the amount of time and I think the shit that I put myself through. I think I made it worse than it needed to be. You went, you went down a dark hole. Yeah. Like the, the going, I'm going to go find my friends are going to take care of me made it worse and, and running from the situation. It just needed time and people that loved you. I just spiraled and had to bring myself back up and go through some other shit just to realize, you know, I do have a great life. I have a roof over my head. I have a great job. I have a new car. I have friends. I have my family, you know, I have people that love me and people that I love, and that's all I need. I wish my dad was here, but he's not. But he's always with you. There's nothing I can do about that. So but it's he's time always to move with on. you because a part of you is him. Like, well, I have his ashes in my purse. But right you have now. his he stubborn. You have his stubbornness too. Yeah. Like you're a super stubborn person. Yeah. With love. I am. That comes from him. Right. You know that. My mom right? is stubborn too, though. But that's a lot of him. Yeah. You have a lot of him in you. So it just took time, took time for me to make the really shitty decisions that I made and learn from those and just kind of move on. There's no magic pill, like the magic pill that they promise is not that it's, it just takes time and yeah, I, I lost both my parents young, um, I was younger than you when they were both. Well, your your mom's still alive, but you were thirty five when your dad passed away. I was thirty five, turning thirty six. I could do some math and try to figure it out, but it was about it was about then when my mom passed away, mm-hmm. and my mom was sick for a long time though, so there was a lot of time for me to prepare for it. Yeah, but I wasn't close to my dad at all. My mom was my person. Like I was a mama's boy. Yep. Daddy's girl, mama's boy. It's, there's no two ways about it. I was a mama's boy. And when my mom died, I was happy because she wasn't in pain anymore. And it was easier for me than if it just came out of nowhere. Like I, I think it would be so much, it would have been so much harder for me to deal with if it just came out of nowhere and it would like you found out eight days before, like it, I can't imagine how I would have been if I wasn't like 
thank you God that she didn't have to suffer anymore. But I was also angry because like I said, I don't go to church, but I have a, I have a, a Christian, uh, a Christian belief system and I believe in God and heaven and hell. And I was pissed at God. Like I was mad. Like how can you make my mom suffer the way she did keep her alive for so long, miserable and other people that were just despicable human beings get to live for so much longer. And then one day I just stopped doing that. Kind of like you said, like I just decided, you know, I can't be mad at God. Like there's shit, there's reasons. And I'll find out the reason later. I'll be like, Oh, okay. That makes perfect sense. Mm -hmm. You know, maybe during the time when she was sick, somehow she brought something into somebody's life that came to care for her or whatever. Like there's a reason for everything. And as much as I was mad about that at the time, it just, I just had to turn it off. Like I just, I think we were lucky with my dad not lasting that long. I mean, clearly he was in pain for a long period of time. And he just hit didn't it. No. And he, he hit, hit it. it. Yeah. But I'm thankful that he didn't go on any longer in the pain that he was in. Yeah. But I mean, his spiral from the time we were told till the time that he died that day was so fast. Do you wonder if it was kind of a relief him being able to tell you or to have you guys know that he was able to go, okay, I can stop pretending like I'm. Yeah. Yeah. I I thought that immediately, but you were crying and it was a really tough moment. I didn't want to ask you, but I made a mental note that I can't believe I circled back to in my head, but I wanted yeah. to ask you because I felt like that's probably what happened is he was like, okay. You know, I've been hiding this for so long. Now everybody knows. I don't think he knew. I just think he knew something but was like, yeah, wrong. Like he may have not known the degree. Yeah. But he knew like you kind of know your own body. And he was like, always having a lot of stomach issues and a lot of, you know, having a lot of stomach pain. And I don't think it clicked in his head. You know, cancer. But yeah, I think... And I think after getting the diagnosis and, you know, saying, yes, I'm going to fight for my life. But then it was just, I think he just kind of was ready and just yeah. kind of let it go. I, I think that that's kind of the feeling I got when you said that is because of the time when everybody found out to the time when he passed away was so short. It was kind of like, okay, everybody knows yeah. now and I can stop trying to carry this burden myself. And earlier that day, my ex-brother-in-law brought the kids over too to see him. So I kind of feel like he was holding on to be able to see everyone. The only person he didn't get to see was my brother, Mark, you know, who made the decision not to come. And that's his deal. Right. Same thing. I, I don't did. think he wanted to see it. I didn't want to see my mom. Those last and I, and I moments. completely understand yeah. that, you know, um, that I, at that point he was just like, okay. And you know, that was that. I mean, I, I, I know this was hard for you. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I, 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 I appreciate you doing this. Thank you. I've cried today. It's not even my story and I'm sitting here tearing up thinking about what you went through and the, it was hard. the spiral that you had to go through and, and, but the journey to get you back to where you are, like, I'm happy for you. Thank you. 
you came in here smiling and you cried in the middle, but you're going to leave here smiling. <laughs> I'm going to leave smiling. There's no secret pill. There's no secret anything. There's no, if you talk to this person, you read this book, you do this, it's whatever's inside of you that helps you get there. And yeah. it sucks that you had to go so far down to come back up. And some people may not have to go that far down. Some people may go halfway or not at all. Not it at just all. depends on the person. Everyone's different. Everyone grieves differently. There's no right or wrong answer to how you deal with the death of someone. Do you think that talking about it, obviously you're talking about it now, but do you think if you talked about it more, it would have helped or what has that made it harder for you? Like everybody's different, like you said. Like I'm a person that talks about everything. There's nothing I haven't shared. Well, there's one thing that's really dark in my life that I don't think I've shared on my podcast. But... I don't know. I, I can't really answer that. I don't know. Okay. I, I have no idea. Would I have not made the decisions that I made had I went directly into talking to a therapist? I have no clue. It but might not have even made just, it worse. Not even just therapists, but talking to close friends and talking. I did, though. Did you do a lot of talking about it or was it just? I don't think it was a ton. I think I yeah. talked about it and then I shut myself off. I think that, yeah, I think a lot of people try to compartmentalize, try to put on the, on the brave face. Yeah. You know, I've got this, I'm going to, I'm going to struggle through, I'm going to, I'm going to power through and you know, sometimes it's not always possible to just power through. Sometimes you got to fuck up and yeah. make, you know, to get better. And I'm really glad that you're better. Thank you. I remember talking to you and trying to get you to come on my podcast when you lived in Prescott. And you were like, and then I, my phone got shut I off. I can't do it this week because my phone got shut off and the electric's off. And I was like, well, you could go on, on Skype. And you're like, I don't have a computer. And I'm like, fuck, man. Yeah. Like, this is really bad. And I felt really sad. And I was like, I wish I could do something. I wish I knew something to do. But you had to get there. And I'm really glad that you're there. Thank you. Me too come a long way i feel like i go up and down up and down but you know it's we the way do. of life yeah there's it's there's bumps and pits in the road and you know it's a lot of shit has happened to you but it's made you stronger for sure i mean it's not the easiest road no so but i'm i'm glad to see you cuz you're the same person physically, but you seem so much mentally stronger, so much, so tougher than you were. And I don't mean tough, like you're hard. Like, I mean, like you're capable of dealing with shit because you've dealt with shit. It took you a long time to deal with it, but not everybody can, you know, it's your, it, everybody does things in their own time. Well, I try to deal with things differently now because I will never, ever allow myself to get back into that place that I was. Because I don't think if I did, I would ever come out. I guarantee it. I would never come back out. Then let's never go there. We won't. Please never go there. We won't. We'll never go there. It's not fun. No, not at all. I'm, I'm happy for where you are and the person that you are. And I know that you're happier and and I hope that continues to grow, not stay where it's at. I want it to get bigger for you. I want it to, I want it to get better. I do too. I want it to be amazing. 
I still have a long life to live, you know? Yes. Now. Ending on a negative <laughs> note, why are you fucking smoking? Oh, stop. Seriously. I'm just not ready to quit. It's my thing. Some people drink. Some people smoke pot. Chew I... your fingernails. No. Chew your fingernails. No. I'm, I've smoked since I was 18, and I'm not ready to quit. My parents... Or reformed smokers. I mean, obviously, my dad can't bitch at me anymore, but, you know. He's still bitching at you. Well, my mom does, too, every once in a while, but it's my choice. And I'm, I'm not, not trying to bitch at you. I'm, I'm just busting your chops. Well, stop it. I just, I, you quit right after, or like for a day or something stupid like that, I think. Days, yeah. Yeah. I want you to be around for a long time. I will be. I like you. I like you too. <laughs> Has this been difficult? What? This. This three hours we just did. No. My jaw hurts from talking. Does it? Yeah. Uh, you should just talk less. And Oh, wait. You have to do more talking than me during this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not used to talking this much for like this long period of time. I appreciate you doing this. Thank you for having me. You're welcome back anytime. Let's come back and have a fun one. We're yes, going to talk we about should. ketchup napkins. And we should talk about really funny experiences. I would love to have a funny experience one, but I think I really wanted to hear this story. And I think other people will benefit from this as well. I hope so. Like it's not, I, I, I think I knew the answer all along was going to be there is no answer. Like the answer has to come from inside of you. Some people will be able to, you know, grieve quickly and move on and other people have to hit rock bottom to come back and everybody's everybody's rebound is differently i mean there's resources some people can read a book like i taught myself to meditate i meditate every night before i go to bed that allows me to sleep because i couldn't sleep after my mom passed away i would wake up in the middle of the night stressed about a million things i used to keep post-its on the nightstand next to my bed I'd wake up like, oh, fuck, write this note down, get up in the morning. I can't read it because it's written by sleep. Like, it's yeah. just. I will say, though, it's not that you will ever forget. No, I don't ever want to forget. You will never forget. You will always have those cherished memories, even the bad times. It doesn't matter. You'll always have that. But you will get to a point where you have to move forward in your life. Like, I think about my mom and my dad all the time. I think about it now more than I did in the preceding years because i'm now a dad mm -hmm. and i'm like god i know he's up there laughing his ass off when i tell my three-year-old foster son go stand in the corner he's like time out really yeah. you pussy like <laughs> <laughs> time out it's how it is nowadays though it's a different world dad but like i i know that my mom is up there and she's really proud and i know your dad's up there watching you and he watched the shit you went through and he was sad He's proud of where you are and proud of the person that you've become and the person you're going to continue to grow to become. So I appreciate you talking. For about sure. It. Yeah, definitely. Everybody, fuck off. I've been talking too much of her jaws hurting. My jaws hurting. I'm crying for like the fifth time in the last three <laughs> hours. Everybody, thanks for listening. Please, wherever you're listening, there's a way to review the show, to leave a review. Um, tell me what you think. If there's somebody that you've heard in the past and you want me to have back on, there's somebody you know you want me to have on. If you have questions for Kayla when she comes back and wants to tell funny stories, um, there's a phone number. I'll give it to you next episode where you guys can call in and leave a voice message for 
a previous guest or me, you want to tell me to go fuck myself, perfect. Call and leave me a voicemail. I'll play it on the air and let other people hear you curse <laughs> me out. Um, SagaofSteveRogers.com is the website. Steve at SagaofSteveRogers.com is the email address. Patreon.com forward slash SagaofSteveRogers is the way to support the show. Thanks for listening. Everybody, if you see Kayla, you know Kayla. Give her a hug and tell her that you know she's doing an amazing job in life and you're proud of where she is because you should be. Thank you. Thank Love you, for you having Kayla. Me. Love you, Tom. Thank you for coming. Everybody, go away. Thanks. Bye. Peace. Figured out me and the man in black. Well, I got.